Welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. I'm your host, Laurie Sterling, a COO, coach and mentor. I both do what I teach and teach what I do with a passion for empathetic team leadership, business operations and all things entrepreneurship. Welcome everyone. Today I have a special guest, Suze Chadwick. So Suze is a bold business and mindset coach and speaker supporting entrepreneurs to go from business confusion to clarity, courage and CEOing at the next level. If you want to be the go-to person in your industry or you want clients clamoring for your brand of awesome source, then you're in luck. With over 15 years as a brand consultant working with global brands and entrepreneurs, leaders and teams, Suze knows what works when it comes to creating a business, mindset and brand that helps you stand out. So welcome, Suze. Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Larry. Oh, I'm so excited. I always start with an introduction of how I know somebody, but I don't think we've ever had a formal introduction. We've just always been in each other's spheres. I think the similar acquaintances for a number of years, I've followed you online and things like that. So so good. I Don't you love the online space? It's like, it's what is it? It's the best friend, like the best friend you've ever had that you've never met is like Instagram. <laughs> it is. It's true. And I feel like I know you so well. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Great. All right. So let's start by learning a bit more about you and your business. Like how did you start? Like how did you get your idea or what made you, yeah, who do you serve? How do you help them? Yeah, sure. So I come from corporate land. I was in corporate for a really long time. I started in recruitment. I ended up in HR. I then ended up in employer branding. So that was kind of the marketing of recruitment and HR. And then I kind of worked more into like full employer brand end to end with big global companies and started a brand agency. And during the process of building that brand agency within a corporate, I basically had to do all the things. So I had to work out our pricing and packaging. I had to work out what our messaging was to the clients that we were wanting to attract. Like, what were we going to deliver? How were we going to deliver it? What was that process as well? And so I pretty much had to do what all of us have to do when we start a business is the foundations of what are we offering? Who are we? Who are we speaking to? How are we going to get this message out there and start getting money in? And so when I was still in corporate and still in the brand agency, I had girlfriends that were on maternity leave that wanted to, they didn't really want to go back to corporate Mm -hmm. and they were highly skilled. And so over wine and dining room tables, you know, and notebooks. I was like, right, well, what would this look like? And so I pretty much just started mapping out for them what we had mapped out in our own business as well. Now I came from being in recruitment. That's a very sales driven environment where you've got big financial targets and all the rest of it. So I understand, you know, I guess some of the key things that need to happen within a business from a sales perspective as well. So we worked on all of that, their sales strategy, their brand strategy, et cetera. And just doing that, one of my girlfriends was like, you need to do this. Oh, Because I was just like, this is so fun. Like, this is so, this feels very natural. It feels very easy. I really enjoy it. Like all the brainstorming and the ideas. 
And so she ended up referring me on to another girlfriend who had a lingerie business that she was trying to launch. And so I ended up working like helping somebody create their marketing business, lingerie business. There was like some consulting stuff in there as well. And it just sort of, that's how it started. So I started going to networking groups and Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is not these are not my people. (laughs) Like I just didn't really enjoy it. People were lovely, but you know, I'd walk in and I'd stand alone for a bit or I'd meet people and it just, I don't know, you know, when you just know that something's not gelling. And so I thought, all right, so what do I love? Like what are things that I want to create? So I started having my own breakfast events for women in business here in Melbourne. And, you know, whilst I, I, I'm not a big fan of it, your vibe attracts your tribe, but I do think your energy, uh, you know, attracts the type of people that you want to be around. And so that's kind of how I started my business. I started it in events to build a community from that community, like Facebook group and physical events. I started getting clients, but I just want to also be honest, like I side hustled for like what, five years like four years where I was running the brand agency because, you know, we had a mortgage, we've got a mortgage, I've got two kids, like I couldn't just jump. So, and I was in a, you know, a high level leadership role in corporate. So Mm -hmm. I needed the business to become sustainable before I made the leap. So that's basically what I did. Yeah. And replace that income, hopefully. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, so I kind of went four days, three days, two days in corporate. So they knew it was coming. And I've had such an amazing leadership team as well. They were super supportive. Oh, uh, and when I resigned, my CEO was like, if I was you, I would have done it too. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was a good experience, that transition. Yeah. Point. Yeah. It was. It was really so good. how long have you been in business? Well, from the start and then when did you go full-time? So I started in 2014, kind of, like I was like dabbling. And then 2019, I went full-time in my business. Yeah. So when I got to, when I was like three days a week in my own business, the business was already at like multi six figures. And so once I knew that I could walk away from corporate Mm -hmm. and know that the business was earning what I needed it to, then I was like, okay. I had my long service leave. Yeah. And I kind of gave it a full go where I was like, okay, I'm full time in the business, but I'm on long service leave. And that went really well. So I was like, all right, time to go. Well, what do you think was the catalyst for that significant growth in your business? I think, you know, I'm just a big believer in momentum and tipping points. I just think that I was consistent throughout that time, building my community, connecting. I'm a big one for relationships. Mm. And so I'd built a really amazing community and they were referring me to clients too. And then when I first started my business, I did start in events. So, and events are hard from a profitability perspective. They're great fun. Yes. They take a lot of time to organize. Yes. 
it's hard from a profitability perspective. And so whilst it was great for building a client base, like a community of people who knew, loved and trusted me, I then was doing business coaching and I took that business coaching model that I used with clients one-on-one and I turned that into a program, which is now the Bold Business Academy. It was Play Big Brand Bold. Then it was Brand Builders Academy and now it's Bold Business Academy. So it's been through a few iterations. We always love an evolution, but that has been my signature program for a long time now. And I've had hundreds of women go through it. And it really teaches, it's almost like going back to that dining room table over a glass of wine and butcher's paper. It's teaching them the foundations of how to run a business. Like how do I price and package? How do I talk about what I do? How do I have a sales strategy? All of those things. So I feel like, you know, that dining room table has come a long way now to, to be working with hundreds of women around the world to help them have those foundations. Yeah. So is your ideal client somebody who is about to take the leap or are they already dabbling in the business world? They're already. So usually, so it's interesting, my for BBA, which is one of, which is one of my programs, I always say there's three types of women that normally come into it. So Mm -hmm. there's the person who has been in business maybe for a year or two, and they're just trying to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. so it gives them the foundations to be able to now like get that in place, feel like they know what they're doing and grow from there. Otherwise I have the accidental entrepreneur, which is basically somebody who's been in business for maybe three, four years and they are making money. They're being successful, but it's almost despite themselves because they have no systems, no strategies, no structure. They're just like, I just have clients and I'm, you know, but I, one of the things that I always say is that a lot of times they're in employee mode. So they've just got stuff coming and it's very reactionary. There's no plan for success. And I get a lot of those. I love those because they're just like, I don't know, like it just kind of worked, but I've got no (laughs) idea how I'm doing it. And so we're like, okay, let's, let's be a little bit more intentional. I'm always like, well done. Like, first of all, well done, because you were scrappy enough to make it happen. But now if you want to grow, you've actually got to take a step back and go, okay, what are we doing here? And then the third one is sometimes it's somebody who is really successful in business, like could be multi six figures, et cetera, but they're either wanting to shift and change their model or they've lost their mojo and excitement Uh about the business. And they just kind of want to revisit like, okay, the business has done really well but I know I want to have a shift. Like, how do I do this? And so it's almost like going back and set, like reviewing, all right, well, who are we here to serve? What do we want to do? You know, I always say build the business that you want in 12 months time starting today, because, you know, that's how long it can take to kind of shift things. So those have been sort of the three types of women that go into BBA that I found who are my clients in there. Wonderful. And so what does your team look like now? How many people do you have working for you? I don't have anybody working for me, Laurie. I have contractors, but I don't have any employees. So I've got a VA and she's always, always there. And then I've got a graphic designer who is just ad hoc. So I just, it's like my little Asana thing. I'm just like, can you do this for me? And she goes off and she does it, which is fantastic. And she did all my branding and she does all of my logos and she does a lot of that sort of stuff. And then I've got a video editor through Mm -hmm. Upwork and he's in Sydney. So I just kind of bring people in as and when I need them. My VA is really my only, my VA and my graphic designer, my only constants. 
Yeah. And then I just have other people that come in depending yeah. on what we're doing. So your systems must be nailed to a T, right? I am. You know something? My philosophy is simple business. Like simple, yeah. like I talk about my, I talk about simple business buckets. Yeah. I'm just like, unless it fits into one of the buckets, we don't do it. Like it's nice. that simple. I'm just like, right. it's really easy to overload yourself with lots of ideas, overload mm-hmm. yourself with lots of projects. And I'm just like, you know, something you can just keep your business really simple, do the simple things really well yeah. and grow from there. And still make multi six figures. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Awesome. So how many hours do you work per week then? Mm, it depends on what week you're talking about. Right? Okay. So for well, me, we won't say launch week. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, and it really depends on what energy I'm in. And like, I'll be 100% honest with you. So normally what I like to do is I'm a super early bird. So a lot of times I will wake up at five o'clock. My body will just be like, and we're up. So let's okay. go. So I'll sometimes do a couple of hours before the house wakes up and then I'll normally work till about two o'clock. So we take a few hours out because of school run and all the rest of it, but probably from like, say five till seven, I'll do some work. And then from nine till say two-ish. And that's like a good day for me because my energy is really great in the morning. By the afternoon, I'm a bit of a wilting flower and I'm, my yeah. brain doesn't work as well. So I try and work like that. And then there's other times. So last week I worked a lot longer because I've got some big projects I'm trying to achieve at the moment. And mm-hmm. also I was in a really big creative energy where I was just like, and this and this. And I was like yeah. redoing trainings. Like I did about 10 trainings last week where I was, yeah. and it felt effortless, but yeah. other weeks that would not be the case. <laughs> so I think that it just depends on my energy and also like what's happening at the time. We've had, I feel like we've had a lot of holidays recently. So we Mm -hmm. were in Thailand in October last year. And then obviously we had Christmas off and then we're going, we're in Bali in April. And I'm just like, so when I'm working, I actually am quite like trying to get quite a lot done. So I don't have a fixed working hours. I'm on holidays or I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) Great. No, that's good. It it sounds like you've built a business to work around your lifestyle. Yeah, like it's great. Like the only thing that I find quite funny sometimes is like just before we went to Thailand, I was like, you know, when you're in the energy of it and you're like the last thing you want to do is go away because you're like, I've got momentum. I've got so much going on. Like I got all these ideas and I'm like, okay, now I have to stop dead. Yeah. And not work at all for the next two weeks. And that was quite hard. And so what actually happened is I went away and when I came back, it t- I'm not even going to lie, it took me like a month uh, to get back into that energy because I was just like, oh, like I'm just like, I, I lost it. It's like it yeah. was there and then it went away. And I was just like, okay, now I've got to like really crank it up mm-hmm. like manually to like try and get back into that energy again. So I'm feeling a little the same at the moment. I don't know why that is, but I'm off to, yeah, I'm off in a couple of weeks at the beginning of April for school holidays. Mm. And I've got so many big things that I want to be doing. So (laughs) whilst holidays are great, I'm also sometimes like, oh, they're not always at the best time for me energetically. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Over here in the UK, we get school holidays every six weeks. So just when you feel like you're getting momentum, the kids are home for a week or two. I was at eight weeks, yeah. And yeah, it's just, you lose it. Mm. So what has been the hardest part about growing your business? I think that the hardest part, and it's not hard anymore, I think it was harder earlier on, was sticking to certain things. And what I mean by that is when I first started, I had events, workshops, coaching, courses, membership, like I had all the things. And I was like, oh, like it's so fun to have all the things, but also very exhausting. And also you send your clients or your potential customers into offer confusion where they're like, well, I want to work with you, but which one do I go with? I'm like, I don't know. It's like a candy store. It's like, what do you want? And they're like, well, I just want to like work with you. And I'm like, well, do you want to coach? Do you want to do a workshop? Do you want to join my membership? Do you want to join my course? (laughs) And I was actually on a podcast and this was, I want to say this must've been maybe 2017, 2017, 2018. And, uh, and I remember her talking about the one thing, the book, called Mm. The One Thing. I can't can't remember who the author is. Uh, And it was just really kind of talking about focusing in. And I have to say, after that conversation, which was very impactful for me, I went and I culled like 80% of my business. And the way that I did that is I went and looked at all of my products and services and offerings, and I looked at the profitability. So I looked at, do I love it? Like, do I love it? Is it profitable? Is it something I want to grow? And so, for example, the membership, I loved it. It Mm. wasn't particularly profitable. So I didn't really want to grow it. So, you know, I had to make then an emotional decision as well, Mm. because you're like, well, even though you love it and you've got a great community and they love it, is this is not helping you to grow your business to the place that you need it to be. So I ended up cutting events. I, which was the core of my business at the time. I cut workshops, membership. And at the end of the day, I was really just left with one-on-one coaching and BBA. Okay. And and what happened from there was I ended up like tripling my revenue because everybody that wanted to work with me just went there. Wow. Did you find that some of those were actually lead generators for you? Yes and no. I kind of felt like at the time I had already built my community and I'd built, you know, so I had my podcast, which has been really great. Like I get 30% of my clients from my podcast. So once again, just measuring what's working, where people are coming from. So for me, what happens is I usually speak at an event, speak on a podcast or from my podcast, then people come over to my Instagram to get to know me. So that's sort of, you know, when we run ads, we get new followers because I might be running webinars and things like that. Mm -hmm. But usually that's the customer journey is that they've heard me or seen me somewhere else. And then they either start listening to the podcast or they come over to Instagram. And that's been a really great place to foster relationships and create that more in-depth, like allow them to you know, listen to my content in a more in-depth way as well. So sometimes I get those DMs where somebody's like, oh my gosh, just found you, have been binging you for the last two weeks. How do I work with you? And they're the best. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Good. So what has been the highlight, the best part of growing your business? For me, it's always the people. 
Like I've got amazing clients. I've, you know, a lot of those clients have become good friends. So for me, I'm such an extrovert. I'm such a people person that I've been really lucky to have the clients that I have. And they've also kind of, you know, they've come to events, they've been through BBA, they now in like my mastermind amplify, they come to retreats. So it's sort of like those clients who are just like, and what else have you got? (laughs) (laughs) Which is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, which is really nice because then you kind of get to see them evolve as well and Mm. you can kind of take them through. You know, I sort of talk about having graduation products in your business, which allow you to solve your clients' problems at different stages that they're at. So for example, you know, somebody might come to me when they're in that, you know, successful despite themselves stage, and then they are doing really well and they keep continue to work with me. And then they might go to the mastermind and then, you know, they're now maybe two years on and then they come to a retreat. And so you kind of see them go through those different stages and they know that, all right, now I'm ready for the next thing that Suze does, which is, which is fantastic. And even if they finish up in the mastermind, they're like, all right, can we keep coaching one-on-one, which is really nice. So it's great to watch them like progress and evolve. Yeah. And grow their wings and fly. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so good. Lovely. So what are the dreams and goals and visions for your business? What's next? Who knows, Laurie? Uh, (laughs) Surely you've got ideas. Yeah. I think for me, you know, something you, I'm not sure whether you know or not. I always like to have people where I'm just like, they're my desire goals. So there's a woman in the US called Brooke Castillo. Do you know her? She's got the Life Coach School. So she's heard the name. Yeah. So she runs. So she she's got like life coaching, and then she's got like certification, and then she does these massive events, like just once a year. They're not like all the time. And so she did one a little while ago, which was called Life Coach Live. And literally, when I saw it. I was just like, one day, one day I'm going to do that. And it's just a high, like it's basically, you know, I don't know, like 500 women in a room, three days masterminding, Mm -hmm. guest speakers, workshops, just like so fun, you know, cocktail parties, all the rest of it, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like that would be like, I would love to create a community. Once again, coming back to the people, I would love to create a community of ambitious, action-taking, fun-loving, life-first, but, you know, wanting to build profitable businesses kind of women here in Australia where it's just like that's the event to go to. And from that, for me, I just love coaching. Like I just love, I love business. I love sales. I love marketing. I love coaching. And so bringing those two things together, like that is probably a big vision for me. Yeah. Well, it's totally happening now because you've said it out loud. There you go. (laughs) I've said it several times. So yeah, I'm like one day, one day that will happen. Yeah. It's funny, a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a solo episode on my podcast about like my goals and dreams and visions for my own business. And literally the next week, like one of them was about working 
in a not-for-profit, you know, helping women to be able to get financial independence. And then like within the next week, I saw like an offer to be a a board of director trustees for a not-for-profit here where I live and like for like a half a day a week. And it's like, it just jumped out of the screen at me. I'm like, is this because I said it out loud on the podcast? (laughs) I've gone for an interview. I haven't heard back yet, but uh, yeah, it's weird to be on the other side. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. I need to have to start planning. I'll have to start planning and having like mapping it all out. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Awesome. All right. So how can people follow you and your journey and whenever this big event ends up happening? I know. Follow along. Let's see what happens. So you can find me at Suze Chadwick, S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. Can I even spell my own name? Dot <laughs> com. Show notes. <laughs> yeah. SuzeChadwick.com. Otherwise, Suze Chadwick on all platforms. So I'm mainly on Instagram, but I'm currently like going onto TikTok because Ooh. I heard the other day that TikTok now outranks Google for search volume. Oh, wow. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm like, let's give that a go. Yeah. I've been (laughs) resisting TikTok, but maybe I I get that. I get that. I'm like that too. I have to really manage my mind around it. I don't know why. It's like I find Instagram so easy. Like I'll go live and I'll do stories every day and all the rest of it. And I'm like, what is my thought around TikTok that why mm-hmm. is there resistance? Like what's mm. the, what do I think is going to happen? What yeah. do I, yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. I think it's also like a generation thing. Like, oh, my generation aren't on TikTok yet or it's the younger generation. But they are. They are. They, I can see it everywhere. Everyone's talking about getting on TikTok. So, yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> take the leap. Yeah, yeah, I'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Got to get my Instagram down pat and then I'll work on that one. All right. So if you are a CEO and would love to help your own VA or OBM to level up into their own COO leadership skills and strategic management, please reach out to myself by email or socials for a prospectus information on my eight-week digital COO accelerator. So thank you to everyone for listening. And thank you so much for Suze for joining me today. It's been wonderful having you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Laurie. Wonderful. And to everyone, have a productive day.